Before we get started, before we get started, this show is about the game Hero Clicks. It's kind of like chess, but with superpowers. We realize we're complete, total, utter nerds about it. Nerds about it. But you know what? We don't even care. This is Clixinit. This is Clixinit. So if you're a noob, a casual player, or an insane competitive junkie, you found your new home. And now, your gaming superheroes, Adam, Dan, Kane, Austin, and Miles. Let's do this. Hello, everybody out there in Clicksland, and welcome to another episode here on Clicksing It. I, like always, am your host, Adam. This is episode 205, and I hope everybody out there had a happy holiday, as I know I did. We got, I almost said Miles, but Miles is not here with us today. Uh, we got Ryan and we got Dan in the studio today. Ryan, how was your holiday? It was very, very busy, and I'm glad it's over. Did you? Did Santa give you everything you wanted this year? All that and more. <laughs> well, nice. you gotta tell us what did santa get you for christmas this year were you a good boy were you a naughty boy what did you get uh we just got the kids stuff we did not do anything nothing so zero things nothing zero things oh i thought y'all would have done you saved something. money that was your christmas present yes well we've got a big event coming in january so you know what i kind of, i feel for that yes for less sure. than a when month when you're an adult, you kind of just buy yourself stuff that you need, so it just ends up being less special. The kids had a really good Christmas, though. I That's saw, good. I saw that meme a couple days ago where I was like, thinking of gift ideas for my wife to buy me when I'm an adult, and I can just buy it on my own. Yeah, that's pretty much how it is. Yeah. Well, my, my approach is always, I can buy this gift at any time. I don't need Christmas to give me an excuse. I'll just go, like, if I want to get her something, I'll just go get her something. Exactly. So... Then what What were your kids' favorite presents that you gave them, or I should say Santa gave them in case they are listening to this podcast? Yeah, I forget which was given by who now, but he got a, my son got a, um, a Switch uh, Lite. Is that what they're called, I think? Oh, yeah. Um, so that's, the one that yeah, you the don't put up on the screen? Off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's just been playing that nonstop. He already beat that some Kirby game that he got already today. Nice. Um and then my daughter is really into uh, like stuffed animals and being like a doctor vet for them. So she got a bunch of doctor vet stuff and some more stuffed animals. So they've uh, just been playing with those like nonstop though since Christmas Day. Nice, Dan. What about you? What did Santa bring you? Uh, my friends and I we do a yearly gift exchange, so we did that. So I got a couple things. I got some. I got a new thermos for like water for work, which was cool. I didn't have a good one to transport. Like it would just leak in my backpack, which isn't really that great. I got a a new uh, like large utensil kit or whatever, like the the spatula and all that good stuff. And then I got oh, I got a uh, a dice tray or whatever it is, or just something that I can throw dice in. Uh, Ryan, you'll see it on Saturday. It's very funny. So is it so yeah? That isn't it funny how the older we get, the more practical stuff we want. No, I mean, I, I mean, I like it. That's why, like, we, why we do the yearly like exchange as a group because it, it gives us an excuse to like get together and then we just try to figure out like a good gift for everybody as our tastes change over time or whatever. Yeah, I remember there. I think it was like two Christmases ago. My wife said she wanted a mop for Christmas. I was like, really? That's what you want? A mop? <laughs> like, all right, Santa's gonna get you a mop for Christmas this year. I still uh, have to give my girlfriend her gifts, but she's she'll be here for New Year's. So that's that's like I thought those are the holdouts from Christmas still. Very nice. Um, as for me, uh, my wife got me a uh, a fish cleaning table that I can set up outside because usually when I went fishing and brought back fish, I had to do all the cleaning and everything uh, inside on the kitchen table. So that was more of a gift for her than it was for me. But I'm excited to use that. And then my kids got me and my wife double pink eye, which was. One I wish they wouldn't have gave us, but they had pink eye a couple weeks ago, and now me and my wife are going through it. That's why I wasn't really uh, very uh, enthused, animated, whatever you want to call it, last week, because I could barely see the computer screen because I had it in both eyes. But all cleared up now, but I had a good Christmas. Um, hope everybody else out there had a good Christmas or happy holidays or whatever you guys 
uh, had, and I hope you guys have a great new year because that is going to be on Sunday. But uh, let's talk a little bit about 2023. So 2023 was a great year for clicks. We're going to give our opinions of the best set, best figure, map, prime, equipment, and iconic set of 2023. I know Dial H is going to be doing their big one on New Year's Eve, so make sure you check them out because they do a great job of polling the community and things like that. So I'm looking forward to that episode. But we're going to give you our humble opinions on what we think were the best things of 2023. And then we're going to get you ready for Orlando, which is in less than a month for the modern event that I won't be partaking in, but Dan and Ryan will be partaking in on Saturday. Um, I still have to figure out how I'm getting to Orlando. I have a place to stay and I have a place or have a way to get back home, but my flight got changed from 9.30 a.m. Wednesday to 6 a.m. on Thursday. So I had to cancel that flight because I wanted to do things with my wife on Wednesday, like go to Disney Springs or something like that. So I'm still waiting for prices to come down so I have an actual way to get to the Florida event. But uh, let's talk about about 2023. So what were kind of the big things in HeroClix this year? We can put in the Orlando event because that happened this year. We had the Kilted Classic that you guys went to. We had our Cheesehead Championship that we held in Kenosha this year. We had Gen Con that I attended, Worlds that you guys attended. What was something that maybe stood out to you guys for clicks in 2023 this year? I'd say Worlds was honestly probably the biggest uh, biggest thing. There, were, Worlds was, was pretty, oh yeah. It was, we went to the, the the previous year and there was a lot of cool stuff, but there was a lot of negatives also. And I feel like almost every single negative they appro- improved on, uh, and it was just a really overall really good experience this year. So I think that I was think, probably the number one thing. I think the biggest thing for me is just something simple uh, is the um, what do you call it the the they had the the bar the QR code to get the like the little bit app that we use to match everybody that was oh, so that much was nicer so than <laughs> having so if they if they if anyone listens to this podcast that ran world judging staff they did a very good job of it they kept everybody moving and I I, I want to see more of that next time because that was so great to just be able to look on my phone go this is who I matched up this is the table I'm at I'm going that was just that was wonderful. Yeah, not having everyone there run up to uh, one of two places that have papers hanging up on the wall was uh, way, way better. Yeah. Uh, Two other things that I did not mention that kind of came out in 2023 was we had the Huntington's event down in Huntsville, Alabama at uh, Lucky Dice Cafe. And we cannot also forget um, Claywood coming up with HC units. So a big round of applause to Clay for that one. I think, to me, that was probably the the breadwinner of all the things that happened in my opinion, because that is something that I think every hero cook player uses every single day for everything. So, um, that, that to me is the one standout. Um, obviously the other things were great, but that's the one standout thing to me for uh, 2023 was HC units and Claywood. So thank you, Claywoods. If you listen to this podcast, um, clicking it had a pretty good showing to all the big events out there. I don't think anybody went to Huntsville for Scott Porter's event this year. I know I didn't. I'm hoping next year. Um, I, I got to remember, I can't say next year in about, what, four days or something like that. But it should be the first weekend of May, which is May 4th. So I'm hoping I don't have any weddings that time so I can go. Um, are you guys planning on going to that this year? As of right now, we are, yeah. I am going to try to make it. Fly or drive? Uh, it'll probably end up being flying unless we work it out with a bunch of people to drive down there as like one big trip. Yeah. I know Tyler and me are planning on going. So if we have room um, and you guys are up for driving, I think it's like nine hours, which isn't terrible. It's about an origins trip, but I'd um, be, I would be down for that. If that is the case, I could, I could probably make that work. Yeah. Uh, flying's nice. It's just, it just seems like it's an all day event when you fly. And then I don't know. I, I don't know what I prefer, driving or flying. I definitely don't want to drive down to Florida. That's more of a flight thing. But nine hours, I can handle in a car with friends. Uh, So let's talk a little bit about some of the best things um, 
in 2023 for Hero Click. So let's first start off with the set of the year. That maybe we this can be our um, guessing episode for what Hero Clicks or for what um, Dial H and all the community members uh, voted for. So the sets that we have to choose from this year are Batman Team Up that came out actually down in Florida when we were playing at the last Orlando event. Spider-Man and uh, Beyond Amazing. We had Avengers 60th. We had Notorious. We had Wheels of Vengeance. And then we're also including all the uh, starter sets, the Iconics, and things like that. So we'll just go kind of down the line here. Ryan, in your opinion, what was your favorite set, whether it was um, theme-wise, figures-wise, maybe had a big impact on a meta? What was your favorite set this year? Uh, Honestly, they were... A lot of hits and a lot of misses in all the sets, so I think that this was actually a harder year to find like the best set and the worst set. But uh, I think I'm gonna have to go with Avengers 60th. Batman team up was pretty close just because of all like the rings and everything, but I don't think that it had enough other pieces that beat Avengers 60th. Uh, just the whole Masters of Evil thing is pretty great, so I think that's what I'm gonna probably stick with. So are you basing it more on like a competitive standpoint? Uh, pieces that I want to play and I actually like go back to and grab. Okay. Yep. So I think uh, it's probably Avengers 60th. All right. Dan, what about you? Uh, this is going to be weird, but notorious. Yep. That's what I was going to go with. Why are you, why are you picking notorious? Uh, it's like Ryan said, it's got stuff that I'm actually playing and I, I mean, I have the most, like I would say memorable memories with that set this year from, Team Worlds and the BRs and stuff in at Worlds, so I think that's that's why it's probably the set for me. I, it was a toss up between that and Wheels because I think like Wheels it has like tons of stuff that I want to play, but it's a more like casual set than a competitive set. So like that kind of balance that we're like Notorious, I can play it in both, and I'm that makes me happy. Yep. So yeah, I was gonna pick Notorious too. So here's kind of my breakdown of the sets of why they're not my favorite. So, did I like Batman Team Up? Yes. I thought the constructs were great. The rings were great. Wasn't a big fan of the um, the Teen Titans goofy figures and the chases from that set, but I think the constructs, the heralds, the and the rings made up for that. My biggest problem with that set is that it seemed like when some people bought a case, they got zero rings, and when other people got a case, they got six rings. So it was either all or nothing. So I don't know if that was just a distribution thing or they plan it that way, but I wasn't a big fan of the ring distribution from that set. It was nice that instead of getting an extra common, an extra uncommon, things like that, you got an extra construct. And some of those constructs, you know, go for 10, 15, 30 bucks a piece, depending on what you get. But I felt like that was a better value in that fifth spot than an extra common, uncommon, maybe rare that you pulled three, four of. So that is what I did like about Batman Team Up. Um, The only reason why I didn't pick Spider-Man is because it's just another Spider-Man set. Uh, The chases were cool with the Carnage and the Gwenthors, and I think it was one guaranteed per brick, maybe not. (coughs) But it was just another Spider-Man set. Yeah, it was pretty much. When you have that many chases in a set, they pretty much guarantee you one per brick, but it was just another Spider-Man set, in my opinion. N- Notorious, I liked because it was villains. It had a ton of generics in the... I can't even remember how many actual generics were in that set. It brought back Black Lanterns, which I'm a huge fan of. The um, the deceased chases were super cool. Um, I just liked it how it was very villain-based and not just the superheroes for the most part, and Notorious, uh, very cool sculpts and everything. To me, it missed a couple marks. I wasn't the biggest fan of the four-figure boosters. I know they kind of did that with the peanut bases, but that did throw out distribution a little bit. Are you talking about uh, wheels, you mean, not Notorious? Sorry, wheels, yeah. Um, I feel like it threw off the distribution a little bit with that, and I felt the, the glow effect was cool but utterly pointless. It just... It, it had a couple steps forward, but a few steps backwards, in my opinion. Um, visually, though, that set, I think, was the best. Um, 
What about, I mean, we, there's only five choices, so we, we'll take Iconics. Actually, no, let's add Iconics into this. Ryan, what was the worst set this year? So you can also include the Iconics or starter sets, things like that. Um, well, that's not fair because the Spider-Man Iconics is obviously the worst <laughs> of all of that stuff. We weren't going to say just, it. I was, and this is a person who was really yeah. Spider-Man, but I'm like, they're just bad. Um, so that's what you're going to go with too, Dan? Oh yeah, that, that was the worst. I was so excited for the the duo Spider Man, and they were just like, "Here, we're going to give you something that you'll never play." So speaking of that, I am going to have to go with the starter set for the DC one because the map in that is utterly useless. You can't use that in anything except for play home. The figures are good, don't get me wrong, but to make a what is it a four by twelve map? But then I think you said Ryan that that actually goes along with the Marvel map. So I heard people say that you can put them together. Uh, I packed mine right back up and packed them away and never even tried. So I don't know if that's true. I just heard that they line up and you can use them as like a bigger uh, Battle Royale style size map. All right. The only reason why I bought it was because it had Superman. That is legit the only reason. I pulled him out, I put him in my case, and then I packed the other thing away kind of just like you. So I would say either that or Spider-Man. I feel like if they would have went with the the three Spider-Men for that, it would be higher up in the ranks. And if they made them a little bit better and maybe not such a confusing power for the Spider-Men where it's actually physically pointing at a direction for the shape change power, which is kind of weird. Well, I think it was just more of like a funny thing and it just, it wasn't very exciting or the sculpts weren't like cool. It was just kind of like a funny thing. And that was the first one that they released, but really every single one after that has been playable and fun, at least a couple pieces in each one of the sets. So it's just the the bar was immediately raised after that was released. Even what was the second one? Thanos? And Thanos was awesome. I've seen him do a lot of Thanos or Wolverine. I can't remember. I think Wolverine was third. And again, I haven't even played against Wolverine too, and he's good. Either one is still very good, though. Like, you're still getting, like, such an improvement over the, the, those that those two in the beginning. You're like, it's just better. Yeah. Yeah, and Spider-Man is just complicated to be funny. It really wasn't, like, great. So no. every other piece has very fun pieces, great sculpts. And- no, even the even the Batman and, and Robin that are funny are still decent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's our opinions on set. Now we'll go to best iconic. So, Ryan... To you, or in your opinion, what was the best Iconics of this year? Uh, well, pretty much everything else was playable besides the Spider-Mans, but I think the piece that I've had the most fun with is that Bane from the Nightfall set, and I've played a couple of the, uh, the other, like the Batman in there too, or um, Azrael also, and he's been a lot of fun. So both those, Azrael and Bane, have been really, really cool, and I haven't played him yet, but that Batman is, is really good. So you'd go with the Nightfall set? Oh, 100%, yeah. Dan, what about you? Uh, I think I I mean the the nightfall is very cool. Um <clears throat> I actually like the uh the reign of the Superman just for just for Doomsday. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Like he's he's just dope. Like I played against him now and I'm, he's just very scary. Right, you have you, pl- have you played against Doomsday? <clears throat> Fuck you. <laughs> Wow. Okay, I can see how this went. I, I can only imagine. Oh, it was let's, just, let's talk it, about that match. I was very nice, <laughs> and I didn't target his very, okay. uh, my talent. Very nice. All right. I was. I targeted somebody else, and you decided to go across the map and smash my team with him instead and end the game in three turns. Yes, Doomsday mm. hitting your each of your guys for eight every turn. It was more of a mercy thing than nice. Oh, so you didn't just camp in the back of the map like you usually do? Oh, no, I came all the way to him and just deleted his figures. I really, if I I do think if you would have chosen Doomsday, you would have just deleted him the next turn. Well, yeah, but it's supposed to be a fun weekend game, and so my goal isn't (laughs) to beat you turn two, it's to have a fun game for 50 minutes. All right, I will keep that in mind for for the next event. Mm, Yeah. Um, for me, I want to say Superman, but it just for playability, there wasn't much in that. The what are you talking about? The one, the one Superman is amazing. I know it's like just the one mainly, but he's still really good. Like, yes, the, the one for thirty points leadership is great. I will give you that. Even, well, 
even his even his one sixty line is fine. It's not like meta potential, but it's still a good figure. Yeah, but there my my where I was going with it was they're pretty expensive figures. The cyborg Superman is what one eighty five. Yes, he does have lower point costs. Now, one thing that we do have to remember is that now. If you play someone for 40 points and they don't have any movement attack, now there's bikes and hell cycles and stuff like that. You can. Um, but I might actually choose Hall of Armor for my favorite just because they brought back Shifting Focus. The set is gorgeous for display purposes, things like that. Um, I think it's the same price as Superman-ish. I think they're both like 80 bucks a piece, something like that. Yeah, I think so. Um so do I like Superman? Yes. Is it blasphemy that I'm not picking Superman? Yes. But to me, I don't have a Hall of Armors yet. I don't think I'm going to get it, to be honest, just because uh, I just can't spend that kind of money right now. And just that was one thing about 2023 is that I felt like this was a year where you got the most options of Hero Clicks to buy because you had how many iconics? Superman, Hall of Armor, Wolverine, Thanos, Spider-Man, um, what was the bat? Nightfall, and then you had four, five sets. So you had ten different options of hero clicks to purchase this year compared to a lot of other years. Yes, other years have had uh, fast forces and gravity feeds and stuff like that, but it just felt like every month there was something you had to buy hero clicks wise this year. Like you, oh, yeah. your wallet never had a chance to catch up. Yeah, they were trying to pump out Iconics, I think, like once a month almost. And then you also had the OP kits coming back, too, yep. and some new Connellys. So there was a lot of a lot of new stuff this year. Uh, so I guess I would go Hall of Armors just because it looks good. I like the, I've always liked that shifting focus thing. Um, so that's where I'd go with that one. All right, let's get into the nitty-gritty. Uh, favorite figure. So this can just be your favorite figure out of the whole year or maybe the figure that had like the biggest impact on the game this year. Uh, so let's, let's put those into two different categories. So Ryan, what was your favorite personal figure this year? Uh, one of them is the prime that we'll talk about later. And the other one was probably the ultra chase Mephisto, just the way he works with the uh, MOE swap and the figure itself. I really like, wait, what are we, which one are we on now? So we're going to talk about our favorite figure, personal or personal favorite figure, and then maybe the the figure that you know had the biggest impact on the year. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, so Dan, so Ryan said the Ultra Chase Mephisto was kind of his personal favorite this year. What was your personal favorite figure this year? Uh, well, that's tough to be honest. Uh, my favorite figure. Let's see. So. Oh, this is easy, actually. Favorite figure is Venom got a symbiote. There you go. I was, I was waiting for it. I was like, what's taking him so long? Although, honestly, the, the, the Watcher uh, Ellie is, 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 is closing that gap, honestly. He is very much fun to play. Uh, for mine, I would probably go with the <clears throat> common Superman from Notorious. No, I'm joking. He's terrible. Um, I'd probably either go with the Chase Namor or the Black... Lantern Superman or deceased Superman from Notorious. I've always been a Namor guy. I have no reason or explanation why. I just like non-traditional figures. <clears throat> I say that being a Superman fan, but uh, I've always been a Namor guy. <coughs> Excuse me. And plus the sculpt is just dope. So I personally would probably go with the Namor as my personal favorite this year. Now, Ryan, what do you think would be the community's overall favorite figure or best figure this year? There's two. I mean, I, f- I feel like, right, Ryan, or am I, am I uh, overstepping I like here? Prime Spider-Man has to be up there. True. I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking the Scott Porters, they were just like, ah, well, Oh, I've it, blocked them out of my head. I am so tired of against, uh, playing against those pieces, but yes, those would probably be the, the, the most popular two. I think those That's are just I, defaults for teams now. Like you don't even count those as figures anymore. They're just always there. But uh, yeah. yes, um, Spider Man or Prime Spider Man. Yes, I think. But what helped him a lot was the Necro Sword. I don't know if he'd be as, as popular if that wasn't the thing. But I could be he's wrong. Still just, he's still just as good though. Like he's not. I mean, he lost some steam with the Necro, but I think he's still just as good, if yeah. not better. 
I, I would pretty much say played them all year with the Necrosword, right? Yeah. Or did you play? Did you play no, him no, without no. it? I didn't even play. It. No, no, he played yeah, him without it. Yeah, I played him without it, and slowly I, I had a team with him at the beginning of the year, and that's what I played at um, the Kilted Classic in Chicago. And then it slowly evolved over more time. Like I added uh, the Masters of Evil, made it unthemed, and then eventually added uh, Mephisto. And then after that, I think the last thing I added was the the all black into it, and then switched a couple tarot cards here and there. But I've really been playing him uh, like all year. I was I played him all year as well until until Notorious came out. That was the like otherwise I played him like say play him for the Kill the Classic and I played him at other like any other like major uh competitive event. I played him at both both states, Kill the Classic, I played him at the Cheesehead Championship, um and I played him at Worlds and I think that was all the biggest things that I went to. So yeah. I think I hate to say it, but to me, I think the best figure will be for the voting on Dial H will be probably Cosmic Carnage or Silver Carnage, whatever you want to call him. Um, he was pretty much an add-on to every single team as well. Uh, he's going for $250. People want multiple of them. He's he's the one that you 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 want to play but hate to play against. See, I don't hate to play against him because I've killed many a Carnage Surfer, so I don't really have that problem. I don't I don't feel that way about him. You've never really played him, have you, Ryan? Or you don't have one. That's uh, no, okay. I, hey, no, I don't have one. Come on. I thought, I I thought have, I have Oh, you don't have two. Sorry. You, that was where I was going. Right, you don't I don't have, have two, two of him. <laughs> that's no, the one no, figure usually, in all of Heroclix you don't have two of. It's uh, Usually uh, that's a piece if we're playing anything. Christine plays that one, and uh, he just hasn't fit on any teams that I've made, so I haven't played him. Um, Does Ryan not have one? <laughs> Let's see. What's next up on here? Uh, favorite Prime. What was your favorite Prime of this year? Or sorry. Nope. Actually, we'll stick with figures. Favorite Prime. Yeah, go ahead. Definitely the Spider-Man that we were just talking about by far. Okay, let's say he didn't exist. What's your favorite Prime? Oh, wow. That's oh, good. come on. Um, <laughs> don't, don't come back and give me a minute then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, if I, well, I already know what I'm thinking, so it's fine. Uh, actually, might be the Batman then from Batman Team Up, the Green oh, Lantern one. Yeah. He's a lot of fun okay, okay. At, at both point values. Yep, he was a good one too. No, I was just I wanted I wanted to hear something else from you besides Spider Man Prime. That's all I was getting at. I just love that piece. It feels so much like that Spider Man, and it's just a lot of fun to play him. He's amazing. I don't know what. Yeah, it's like what <laughs> does everything you want. It's like okay, this is actually Spider Man. Cool. Uh, Dan, what was your favorite Prime of this year? Uh, is definitely uh, the Prime Four. I'm kidding. It's Amo all day, every day. <laughs> Why am I blanking on Amo? Amo, K A M O. Oh, Kamo. I'm like, who the heck is Amo? Yeah, Kamo. Yes, King Shark. No, not King Shark. Better than King Shark. See, doesn't the the Prime have the crown, but the other one doesn't? Yeah, because it's his dad, the character. It's his oh, it's yeah. his dad. Okay, that's why I called him King Shark because of the crown. Uh, mine would probably be Absorbing Man, just because a I don't have a lot of primes, and he's just a free thing in your sideline. Even though I never seem to get him on the board because I always forget about his markers. Um, I've probably played him, I don't know, eight, ten times, and got him on the board once or twice just because I always forget all about those markers because I'm more focused on what's going on the board with my figures. Uh, what about, while we're at it, what about Worst Prime this year? What was uh, The Iron Man one, right, from Avengers 60? I like that one. Yeah, I, well, actually, no, I think I think Kingpin's still worse, actually. No way. I'd play Kingpin every time over Iron Man. Oh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if I'm if I'm just basing it off of that. Well, no. What about Scarecrow? I feel like Scarecrow is actually worse than Iron yeah, Man. I think Scarecrow I Iron is Man. pretty bad. Yeah, he at least gets the ring for free, but yeah, he's not great. Yeah, but I, Iron Man gives you Iron Man gives you all your guys flight and invul, and I think I'd take that over just the ring and, and Scarecrow. Well, you only have two hundred more points to build your team with, so he's not giving it to that many people. Uh, fair, but you can make you can make a lot of Avengers for two hundred points. That, that's not that hard. He's, he's terrible. <laughs> Only reason why I would say Raza Ghouls because there's another Prime Assassin that you'd use a hundred times over him every time. 
Raza Gul better... does have his purpose, but yeah, you're never ever playing him unless you really like the character and or you're yep. playing a um, Assassin's Guild team. Otherwise, you're really always playing Talon over him. So mm-hmm. he just doesn't make sense as a prime, but as as a piece, I think he's way better and more playable than Iron Man. Lilith is slowly sneaking up my radar though because I just played her the other day and she is amazing. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's good. Uh, next on we have best map. This is kind of hard for all of us, <clears throat> but Ryan, what's your fa- or maybe favorite map this year? Uh, I I don't like the paper maps and the uh, neoprene maps have really taken a hit this year. So I don't so know. So let's probably... say that all the paper maps were neoprene maps. What was your favorite map? They all seem the same. Uh, the Beyond Amazing construction site I played a lot, and uh, the newsroom prop. Yeah, let's go with the Spider-Man newsroom. What is it called? Daily Bugle room? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the uh, Oscorp. You mean the, none of the, the Oscorp warehouse? No, because that's got indoor and outdoor. It's uh, it's it's the Daily Bugle like newsroom or something like that. Right? I don't know. I think it's I'm trying to... I'm trying to- I'm trying to find them, and it's not. I can't. It's a full indoor map. It kind of looks like an office building. Uh, Daily Bugle Press Room is what it's called. Oh, okay, all right. I probably played on that one the most, and it's probably the one I like the most. I just don't have enough of the maps to know what else to pick from. And me and Dan were talking about this before. I mean, I pick Atlantis just because it's a water map, and I'm a Namor guy. And I think Dan, you were thinking the same thing, unless you had a different map choice. Well. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. Well, I, I'm playing that map because I'm playing Tomo and I'm playing Pog uh, Pog. So like, I'm playing Dolphin, so it makes sense to play that map. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, what was it? Um, one of the Avengers 60th maps I like too, though. But I can't remember which one. They're off the top of my head right now. Red one's pretty cool. What's that one called? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't remember what it is, but yes. I haven't looked too much at the uh, Critical Clicks map to see if that's fun to play on. I'm sure it is with all the nostalgia and like callbacks, if you want to call it, to the podcast. But that's what I was kind of hoping to get a hold of, but never did. It's pretty fun, but very oppressive if you didn't build your team for it. Because <laughs> it's a lot of rooms, right? No, it's a lot of buildings. It's kind of like Assassin's Alley, but with less blocking. Okay. Um, and then the last thing we're going to talk about before we get into modern is what was your favorite equipment of the year? So that was things like we are including Bucky's arm into that because that did come with the advent calendar for Guardians. But that was both symbiotes. There was pumpkin bombs, billy clubs, uh, the boomerang. Uh, there was something else in that Spider-Man that I can't think of. All the all the uh, rings from Batman Team Up. So there are a lot of equipment in this one. So what was your favorite, Ryan? Uh, I had a hard time deciding between the Black Symbiote and the Pumpkin Bombs. I think it's probably the Black Symbiote, but I had a lot of fun with the Pumpkin Bombs too. Trying to get the three energy, uh, three damage energy explosion and make it penetrating on as many pieces as I could. Dan, what about you? Wait, are we only talking about? About Spider-Man for this? No, just all equipment that came out in 2023. We're not talking about the motorcycle. Did they're, they're they ever good. consider we... those equipment? Oh, okay. It is. Yeah, equipment. they are. It is. Okay. That's why I was like, wait, we're not even. That's not even in the because neither of you really brought up the, the bikes. That's I why just, I, was like, I always forget they are equipment. To be honest. Uh, oh, they're definitely up there. Yeah, like they're probably they're probably. Some of the best equipment from the year, but or if we're talking favorites, I mean, mine's the Black Symbiote. I play that on literally, I think it fits on, or it's been on almost every team I've played this year. My, my bikes are great. 15 points is, it's just a lot to pay for something at this point. And so yeah. even though it can totally make a figure playable, I haven't done that yet. So I haven't really dipped too much into adding 15 points to a lot of pieces yet. I think that's the biggest thing with those, the bikes, is that they make a lot of figures playable a lot of figures that you play at low just don't have a move and attack or like they have phasing or maybe even sidestep but now you're actually able to give them not just move and attack but defensive powers as well so you can give them was it running shot and senses or you can give them hypersonic and esd 
uh, sorry, charge and senses, running shot, and combat reflexes. You can give somebody mystics if you want. It just opens up the door to making a lot of figures that weren't playable playable now. The hard thing is, though, is that would you rather add like a 10-point equipment and a 5-point equipment to your team somewhere else and just play another piece that doesn't need a motorcycle? And I feel like that's what I usually come across. Yeah. Uh, for me, my favorite this year was Billy Clubs, just giving – Giving that one like tent pole figure a uh, double target because I can't tell you how many times you play tent pole figures. You go charge or something against someone with a shape change and they get the shape change and now that tent pole doesn't do anything to that team. So it's nice to have that option to target two people just in case the rollouts do happen on the main person that you're targeting. Also, the leap climb is an added bonus. Uh, so those are kind of our suggestions of <clears throat> elements of the year for those. We'll see what the community says on Dial H on Sunday. Like I said, if you uh, want to hear all the uh, votes that happened this year, check them out. All right. So let's talk about Florida. It is less than a month away. I'm excited for it. Uh, 300 Modern will be on Saturday. Like I said before in the podcast, I will not be participating in that one just because I'm not a big modern guy. I will be, however, doing a lot of the Battle Royals that day. So I'll see all you Battle Royalians that day. Um, What are we playing? I'm pretty sure I'm going with Assassins. I tweaked my team a little bit from uh, earlier this year. And I think that's what I'm going to do. I've been focusing a little bit more on what I'm going to play for the 400-point uh, 2v2 right now. So as of right now, I'm sticking with the Assassins, and uh, I'm going to play test a little bit more. And then if I have to fall back on one of my other teams, I'll do that. Are the Scott Porters on your Assassin team? They have to be, yes. And that was the one One of the changes was I took off the Death Metal Wonder Woman. I put on the Scott Porter that wasn't on there. And then also the Legacy Green Lantern, the uh, AC oh, Green Lantern. So you still got your leader. Okay, because that's what I was, was going to say. How do you, where, you still need a leader on that team. That was kind of the rough part. Yeah, the issue was is I kind of had to use her as attacker. And then as soon as she got hit off the leadership, yep. taking my action total down, it, it hurt me every game. So I just changed it up a little bit so what do we think the over under on percentage of teams with both I'll, I'll both scott porters will be for modern nine, i'd say it's like i'd say it's 95, 95. I'd say it's in, yeah the 90 percentile somewhere in there i just 95. think they're like i said before they're just default on teams they're just you start with 50 points and then you build with that because it gives you 25 They're, points, it gives you a free ring of your choice, and then Blackshirt does the community tokens, and I think he's got the perplex. Uh, they just do so much for that 50 points. Well, you have the, the pulse wave, you have the plus one to defense if you're adjacent to a friendly character. They For 25 points, they, just, they do so many ridiculous things that help your competitive team. So if you're not playing them, it's you're already just down, basically. I would say... Whoever goes to Florida and plays in modern and doesn't have a Scott Porter on their team, they get auto fellowship. So I'm going to talk to Newmark about that, that he should make a certain trophy or prize for anyone that doesn't play a Scott Porter on their team. Um, But let's get back to your assassin team. So unless you don't want to talk about your assassin team, I know you like to keep things kind of close to the chest before an event. That's fine. Uh, So your assassin team, Talon obviously is, the the big one on the team that just shuts down defensive powers. Yes, and hold on, I got logged out of HC units. <laughs> Do you have? Uh, so she's. As I say, are you toying with bringing in non-prime Razagul just to switch over that um, target trait once you do KO something, or are you just going all or nothing on one thing? So I think that that's a viable play for like a 400 point team, uh, but at 80 points, he just doesn't do enough other stuff. So I just don't think that it's possible to to make him work on a 300 modern assassin team. He is your Um, leadership, but for 80 points, that is a lot of points just for leadership and potentially switching over the target. Yeah, so I mean, you, it's you have less pieces to kill targets, also. So for eighty points, I just don't think he's a good play in three hundred. Um, in sealed sure or uh, um, 
400 or more i definitely think he makes the team right away as soon as you open up those extra 100 points but anything 300 it's just not going to happen um so it's talon uh the prime talon and then deathstroke at 100 and then he's able to make world's finest and green lantern assassins and then um utility belt on world's finest green lantern ring on green lantern and then both scott porters and that plugging this in right are you are you um are you ringing one of the or are you ringing you the uh, white shirt porter just because uh, as of right now, he's got the Indigo Tribe ring. Um, I'm not sure I'm keeping that on there, uh, but as of right now, that's what it is. And then, like, Scrappy's on the sideline and a couple of the good Batmans and uh, the, the the dead Superman, stuff like that. Um, I'm just building this team real quick right now. So what did you do with the extra 10 points? Um, so when I switched it over, I gained five points. So my old team had the pumpkin bombs on Talon just cause I had an extra five. Um, but I'll probably, uh, take that off of her and then do something with 10 points. I just haven't decided on what that is yet. Um, maybe like a sword, like Skybreaker on world's finest, potentially give him three attacks. Well, he's got the, the utility, oh, belts, he got the utility uh, from free. Um, but that's definitely something I could take off of him and do something else with. I was just thinking, you know, you do his regular change or something. You do his regular attack, his free attack, and then his skybreaker attack. So potentially triple attack, but I do like the utility belt as him as well. So you could equip Talon, you could equip Deathstroke, or if you really wanted to, a Scott Porter, the black shirt Scott Porter. But I don't think you're going to. Yeah, that's the the last. Five, I've probably taken the pumpkin bombs off Talon because that was just like a last minute thing because I had five points. But then when I took um what's her name wonder woman off that was 50 and then uh i only put 45 on so i still have that uh that extra five that i gained from making that switch also and let's see you can wild card a batman or superman that's good uh can you do casey i don't know if you ever want to but i think casey is copyable no it's not it's not no uh underworld if you need it but you do have enough flyers are you playing tarot cards? Uh, yeah. Uh, the ones that I played, and uh, let's see, I used uh, the Fool just because none of my equipment at the time was, like, vital. So I turned that off on people, which helped me a few times. Um, and then the Super Senses card I put on there because I can make World's Finest ignore your defense powers on the best piece uh, with Talon. And then I put charges plus two the pentacles card uh the super strength card i put on there because i could not find a good swords card for this uh and then the king of wands which is when you damage an opposing character with an attack after resolutions remove an action token for them because you're probably hitting with world's finest and if you do his regular attack and free attack you can just remove tokens so even if he's double tokened you can hit with a free attack and then uh take a, a token off him for hitting and then make a regular attack so so it looks like you have the big five powers that I think most people need on their teams. You've got prob, double prob with Talon and Scott Porter. You've got outwit with Deathstroke. You've got leadership with Green Lantern. And you've got TK, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> TK with Blackshirt. So you got the big five that most teams need. And Perplex. Right. And Perplex then, with Scott Porter. And then I have access to two rings, uh, the Green Lantern ring on Green Lantern, and then whatever I decide for on Scott Porter as well. Yep. Whenever I build a team, I look to get those five powers, Leadership, Perplex, Prob, Outwit, and TK, because those are kind of the most essential ones. Have you decided on maps, or are you going to think more like outdoor open or indoor enclosed? That I still have to go back and look at. I don't even remember what I played before. I kind of just threw them on um, to test a couple things, and I did not like any of them. Um, I did the rooftop map, and I think I lost map the other times, so I didn't get to test it too much. Um, the other thing I was thinking about, I might be taking off some sideline pieces to put on a, a mystery card or two, since the world's finest has detective and... Um, does he? No, he does not. So yeah, just World's Finest does. So if there's something I can take advantage of with that, um, and then there's the Scott Porter that would count as having Detective and also Mystical, so I could do that Moon Knight card because the Green Lantern also has Mystical. I don't know if that's worth it, but that's just something I wanted to look at too. 
Um, so for your sideline, you have Scrappy because Scrappy can come in for World's Finest. Uh, what Batman or Superman are you thinking of bringing in for World's Finest if they are KO'd? Uh, so I have the deceased Batman, deceased Superman, and then the Black Lantern Batman, and then the Iconics Batman that slaps because he's crazy good, and then the uh, Iconics Batman that brings in the the Pogs. Okay. But like I said, I, I haven't. I, I just kind of filled my sideline with those things. I did not bring most of them in, so I can probably get rid of one or two of those to put the mystery cards on. I'm not attached to any of them. Are you thinking of putting War Machine on your sideline for Scott Porter? Um, he just seems like he possibly isn't going to do as much. So if I have a free slot, I could. But he just seems like another possible what 35 points that he gives up. Uh, 40? I'm not positive. But, um, what's nice about that war machine is just whenever that Scott Porter is attacked, you can bring him in and it's not like a roll off or it's KO'd or anything like that. Um, and he is, I think he's psychic blast three damage RCE, something like that. He's, he's got good stats. Um, but I think people would just make it or set it up that they would just KO the war machine if they were doing that, if going after the white shirt Scott Porter, right? Just want to look and see what he does real quick. Because I don't think that I don't think the I think the the white shirt has the has the stop click. I think it's the other one that doesn't. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, white shirt has a stop yeah. click. Yeah. So you you had to do a potential three tap, but I mean that's still I don't think that's that hard given like what people can do now. So or most teams can do. Yeah, so let's see. He starts on click four, so he would be running shot, energy explosion with three damage enhancement with shield. Not terrible. Well, the biggest thing, the biggest thing is that he gives that uh, that defense power, which is the uh, when an adjacent friendly character with the armor or Stark Industries keywords is attacked, the attacking character can't positively modify their combat values. Yeah, that's true. Except for range, uh, but he is a seventeen on that click, so. With a, with a prob, you probably have an 11 attack anyway, so you still only need to hit a 6. So if he's going to get hit, he's probably dead anyway. Yeah. I mean, and you've got to roll out, a, but... Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't think it's worth it unless it's... It's not a bad idea to have it on your sideline, I guess, if you have the space on the off chance that you need it, but I don't think it makes this team. Yeah. I mean, if you like you said, if you have if you have five things sidelined and you need one more, he's a good add-on. Yeah. Um, are there any figures that you are maybe worried about with this team, or not really? Didn't even think that far ahead. Well, the biggest thing I messed up on is that when I when I tested this team, um, I think I rolled Deathstroke's Pulse Wave seven times. I rolled ones four times. <laughs> I think it and, was, and then no, 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 no. And it was twos. You you roll a lot of twos, but it was it was like three ones, two twos, maybe, and then a three. I think so. Yeah, you you never got anything like above that. a three. It was always yeah, really it was low. so bad, and it, that was something that I could have used the community tokens on. So there was a couple of things that just it was not ideal um, testing, really. And uh, it since I hadn't played the team before. Uh, that is something that I definitely could have uh, re-rolled with the community token, and if that would have been like a five or a six, uh, some of the games probably could have changed a little bit. Does the tarot card, the star, work with the roll for Pulse Wave, or is that just for attacks? Um, that would like if you crit missed while using a Pulse Wave. No, like if you you hit your attack, but then you rolled for the Pulse Wave and rolled a one, would it become a six, or is it just for the attack rolls and not everything? Mm. No, I think it's it's anything because I, I'm pretty sure Super Sensitive was. Uh, I, well, I, I need to just read the star. Hold on, I don't remember. Um, um, I have it right here. Uh, results oh. of one during attacks and breakaway attempts. Yeah, are so, six. so during because it's during the attack. So yes, you would still get yeah, if you rolled work. a one, it would be a six. So that would work for blades too, just not Super Senses, or would it during not, attacks? It would work. For, yeah, because Super Senses is during the attack, so okay. it would work. So there you go. You're the you're the one roller, Ryan. You play the star. All your ones are now sixes. 
Nope. <laughs> I, I, I hate that, that, that card. Bit me. Yeah, that, that card has bit me way too many times. It's off all my builds always. Yeah. Um, but yeah, decent team. I'd like to see it played out. Um, I'm sure we'll see it at one of our events coming up for um, Gamer's Realm because I don't think you played any of those figures yet. Uh, no, I have not. And actually, you can add another 100 points to that team. So there's your uh, Raza Ghoul. Yeah, see, and that's a pretty good team. <laughs> uh, Dan, what about you? Any ideas that you're going to play in a month in Orlando? Uh, for modern specifically? Oh, yeah, I've had this team. Like, I've play tested it a little bit. So it is Kamo with the motorcycle. It is Pog Your Pog with whatever sword I want. I have Necron. I have Genesis with the Soul Sword. A, the uh, Scott Porter, the TK like support Scott Porter, and then Scott Crampton. I'm assuming Pogger at 70. No, it's the standard size one. Oh, that's right. The one that makes the bystander. Yeah, because the bystander with Kamo is amazing because I can be in their starting area with him, turn one without a problem, and make two attacks. All right, so Kamo, oh, motorcycle, I got to add on here. The motorcycle is to give him the improved movement characters and uh, combat reflexes because since I'm going to be up in their face anyway, there's no sense in me not running that. And did you say both porters? No, I just I just run the black shirt one. Black shirt. So I have Kamo with the motorcycle, Necron, Pogger Pog, uh, black shirt, and then what was else? Uh, Genesis with the Soul Sword. Genesis. That's not how you spell Genesis. Uh, don't mind the dead air. Just finding figures. How do you? There he is, or there she is. With the soul sword. And then what what with the last last ten points? Uh Scott Crampton and I have the five point each of them have the sword bearer trait, so there's that. I don't know if that's because nope. I think my team's at two ninety nine in total. Yep. Yeah. Alright, so Kamo with the motorcycle, Necron, Pogerpog with uh any sword, Scott Porter, Genesis with any sword, and Scott Crampton. Yep. Uh, so is your strategy just kind of throw ca- camo out there and say good luck? No, I don't. I don't have to worry about that. I have multiple ways. Like I can use Pog Your Pog to get across the map and be very aggressive too. Like Camo's not even like he's just there as insurance because I know how good he is. Oh, so, because of the way he moves uh, a bystander. Yeah, and since he's a dolphin, he gets the free attack. And Pog Your Pog can use whatever sword, or the armored, like, Pog can use whatever sword, like, effect Pog Your Pog has equipped, so that's really good. And the armored Pog also comes with Battle Fury and Precision Strike, so Carnage Surfers don't like that very much, because they don't get their rollouts. Sorry, just reading over Pog Your Pog, because I don't think I've ever actually read what he does. Yeah, and then he transfers damage, and so I've, I've got Scott Porter probably sitting next to him just to heal the 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 sixty five point guy, just because he'll be taking damage every time the armored one does. So, so the bystander armored Pogrepog doesn't actually take the set amount of damage done by a figure. You just roll, and if you get a one through three, it's one unavoidable damage to the actual Pogrepog figure, and it's a four through six, it's two damage to the Pogrepog figure. Yep, and I can re-roll that with Scott Porter if I really want to as a community re-roll, but it's not really the plan. Um, I just have him there to support him and free heal him every turn if I really need it. So, And the only way to kill the bystander is to kill the actual figure because the bystander is protected pulse wave. Yep. Um, I think you can still crit miss with it though, right? Yeah, I can still crit miss kill it, yeah. And poison just is regular damage, and you roll for that as well. Yep. I like it. Uh, plus, it works. There's the tarot card called the Hangman, which i fairly certain this works with Pog. So I can deal the one unavoidable to Pog, or to the Armored, and it could I could transfer it to Pog your Pog, and then the Armored is then plus one stats, so it's like an 11 11 18 4 um, and so I can just, he's just even, an even better attacker. So, and it's just not a lot of people use that. So I, I was, it's, it's I, I'm fairly certain that interaction works, but I've got to double check it just cause, but that's, 
the plan. I'm also running uh, Eight of Pentacles, Ace of Swords for the Blades, uh, Four of Wands is the Exploit Weakness card for a bunch of splash damage with Kamo, because he has Exploit and three targets. So with that, I've I've been able to cripple teams if they bun- if they bunch up um, with it, because he hits any a number of targets, and then all of the adjacent targets are starting to take damage. So, uh, Are you playing any sidelines? Uh, just Scrappy currently. That's all I have. I don't have anything else, really. I don't think anything else is, uh, um, like works with my team, honestly, either. Does Cathan fit anywhere in here? No. It won't have Mystical on my no team, mystical. so no. Nope. I thought maybe Kamo was... Oh, he's Monster. No, he's a monster deity. He's got a few things, but he's not mystical. So is what? Genesis? Uh, what was that? Genesis? No, Genesis. No, no. Apoc oh, is. It's only, it's only A. It's only okay. Apoc. He's not mystical. That should be real stupid if she had mystical, too. What keyword are you choosing for Scott Porter, or does not matter? Morocco. Morocco. Oh, yeah, so you're, uh, you get the plus one for yep. the at least the initiative role. Yep. Well, yeah, we'll like we'll see. A lot of people are running. Are, I would I'd say a lot of I potentially running themes. So, because you'll get the the plus one for initiative and the plus one defense if they're adjacent to someone. So it's something. Yeah. So, uh, it's it's tested pretty well. I mean, the armor catches a lot of people off guard just because of his mobility with Kamal, and he and it's also he's being a giant, so he can pretty much go turn over turn if he doesn't die. So. Yeah. Uh, that's been really successful, and like I said, uh, anyone with rollouts, he's not very good towards because of the precision strike and the battle fury. So, for anyone that doesn't know about how the combo and um, armored Pogrepod bystander works, combo has a power that says choose a friendly character and move it up to its speed value. If the bystander has the dolphin symbol, which it does, excuse me, it may make an attack. So you can move that thing ten, and then make a free attack, and then make a regular attack, and then you have the giant reach too. So you got a, you have a full map swing with that bystander with Katmo on the board. Yep, and that's not even stating like TK or anything too. I'm on that, so I can even on a big map I can make that work. You could even potentially, if you wanted to yo-yo TK up, charge, do your stuff, and then I guess you couldn't make the attack, but you could move him back ten with Katmo if you wanted to. Or move him around to make a second attack against somebody else. So lots of options with the combo and the armored powder pug. Yeah. So and like combo has just as much mobility because I have the free move from the bike, and then I have his charge for the place, and I have TK, so I can get really far and fairly quickly. And you're gonna put him on the passenger one copy reflexes no. one. No, it's not passenger one. It's improved movement characters and oh, uh, that's what it free, is. Free, free move and yeah, and, and then combo reflexes. So, because with dolphin, if I'm playing the water map, which I'm, if I'm getting map, that's what I'm playing. Uh, he's very pretty well shielded from range attacks, and then so if you want, well, if you want to punch him, he's a twenty-one by himself. Yeah. <laughs> And then if you do somehow get to those stop clicks, you've got triple rollouts with him, which is nice. And steel energy, yeah. so it's very hard to take him out. And I still have the free healing with Scott Porter, if Scott Porter's alive, too. Yep, so, that's, I right. don't... that's the black shirt one. I forget if that, that's the yep. one. Yeah, I didn't really need the pulse wave one. Like They're both really good, and it's not like it would be a bad 25 points, but he just worked better with my team for what I needed. Why the Scott Crampton for the enhancement or Yeah, because who doesn't like Necron hitting for four instead of three? And he was just like I just had a weird number of points. I think I was at two ninety five and I was like, Well, he's not bad for four points. Yeah, there's really no other five points you can put on because Kamo has one, you can't equip Necron, uh Pogerpog has Soul um whatever Soul Bear Whatever Whatever, whatever sword, yeah. Yeah, Genesis had Soul Bearer, and then Scott Porter, you really don't need to equip for anything. Nope. You could, but there's really nothing. I don't know what you'd even equip on him, the black shirt one, to be honest, because you can't equip yeah. anything free because you choose a keyword when establishing theme team. Well, actually, when does that happen? Does it happen at the beginning of the game? What? What? That- you can't just choose like Orange Lantern and give Black Shirt a ring, can no. you? 
No, the way that would work is you could still equip him for 10 points, but he could then regenerate the uh, the constructs, but you still have to pay the points for whatever ring you put on him. Because the establishing yeah. theme team happens at the beginning of the game? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, well, it, just, it just happens after assigning equipment, right? Oh, after assigning equipment, okay. It's still before the game because you have to go into an event uh, with your theme or whatever already established. Yeah, I just wasn't sure when that took place when you were when he when he got the keyword. I should say. Yeah, my my tarot is eight of pentacles, which is the knockback ones. So I can knock them back six instead of three, and with combo having super strength, that's very good. Um, Ace of swords is for the blade, so I get to roll two. That's mainly for pog your pog and. Because uh, he doesn't benefit from the Genesis bonus because he doesn't have the Oracle keyword as the, for the armored. Um, so that was just that. Uh, four Wands is the exploit card. Uh, Knight of Cups for invulnerability because uh, a bunch of my figures actually have invulnerability. So I'll reduce for three is better than two. Uh, and then, like I said, the Hangman for that interaction with Poggy Pog for the plus one stats is very nice. And then you said for maps you were thinking Atlantis? Yeah, I have Atlantis, and I do have a big map on there. I forget which one it is. And then um, uh, it is, what's the other one? Um, there's one other small map that I was playing, but I can't remember what it is right now. Um, but yeah, it's mainly the Atlantis map, because if I'm, if I'm winning, I'm probably going there, unless I, I really need a big map or something. That's what I was going to ask you, Ryan, too, while I just thought of it. Are you, I mean, you're going to bring a big map, obviously. You should always bring a big map and a short map. Do you yeah. are you wanting to play on a short map or a long map? Um, I don't like playing on long maps anymore because <clears throat> it just makes the game take a little bit longer to get into the action. So it I always have one just in case it makes sense for the build that I'm playing against, but I definitely don't build my teams to go onto a long map anymore. Fair enough. Um, as for me, I'm not going to get into what I'm playing because I have no idea. I'd probably be playing... I w- I'd like to play Black Lantern, but it's really hard because the only leadership you have is Superman, and that's already a 30-year build, and there's just not enough other... It's something like Necron, uh, Superman, Double Porter, Batman, and I think either Green Arrow or Aquaman, but I've played tested it, and it just doesn't do enough it, it heals up a bunch so you get a lot of free points if you want to call that but it just doesn't do enough on that team um so yeah we're not gonna get into what i want to play so the figures we think we're gonna see the most are scott porters obviously there'll probably be a lot of black arts we thinking i think black art's gonna make a pretty impact on modern mm, yeah yeah well, we'll see. I mean, that's one of those where you don't really know because you don't know what people are going to build. I mean, Mythical Monster is very good still. All right, well, I think it got a bit of a bump. Well, the thing is is that you got to take for uh, take an account to the most recent set is Wheels, and a lot of people are just playtesting with the most recent set. So it'll take a little bit of time for that kind of stuff to die down. So I think you're going to see a lot of, uh, <clears throat> like, Lilith and uh, um, the Primes from this set. The uh, what is it? The black heart that you said, like orb, is going to be all over the place. Um, just a lot of those pieces that people have been talking about since this has come off. Like Chithan will be on, I don't know, sixty percent of the teams probably. Yeah, if you have a mystical figure, why not? Just in case. Yeah, it's going to take a little bit of time for this set to die down. So I think not having any events for a while. These are just the pieces that people are playtesting with, and so. After this event, I think the popularity of this set will die down a little bit. Um, But right now, going into it, every piece that anyone's talked about is probably going to see some a decent amount of play. I do think a lot of people. I I always say a lot of people. I do think some people are going to come just to play fun teams because this is this isn't like a nationals. It's not a world and like that. There is very good prizing, and the there is the grand champion prize at the very end for whoever has the best record but i do think there's going to be some people that just bring fun teams uh, maybe someone might try a 300 point kathan who knows but um i don't think we're going to see obviously the big hitters will bring big teams i think but i think the people that come just for fun for the event are going to just play maybe some casual teams to be honest 
because I did see that last yeah. year a few times. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I saw the, my first matchup last year. It was against two of the um, Chase Saturnines, and I think she's what one fifty, and that was all his team. Um, yeah. Really nice guy. Forget his name though. <laughs> Sorry, um, but yeah, that is modern. Um, anything else you want to talk about for modern before we end the podcast today, or um, things we may expect to we see? We need more events. We need more yes. modern <laughs> events because it seriously feels like it's dead right now. Well, the last yeah. big event was Worlds World. in September, so yeah. we've, we've gone yeah. three and a half months with nothing right now, and I don't even know how many months after Orlando is the next event. Uh, it would be the Huntington's thing in May, in but May. yeah, they, so that would do, be... well, they're supposed to, they're supposed to be announcing, uh, some States events, I think for quarter one, but again, like no one's even talking about any of that stuff right now. So it, it's like right now we had worlds in September and then notorious basically came out that weekend. And then a month later we had wheels of vengeance and then there's been no events, no talk of new sets. It just kind of feels like a very quiet. It's a really just boring lull right now with clicks. And this does happen this time of year every year. There's just this three months of nothingness, and I think this is a hard time because it gets a lot of people out of the game because there's just nothing to do unless you play locally. And if it wasn't for David Newmark, we would have gone from September to possibly May with no modern events. Yep. Which sucks, but but then once May happens, it just seems like it's one after another, whether it's WizKids sanctioned ones or like PJ puts on Kilted Classic, um, Scott puts on Huntington's, we put on Cheesehead, um, all the other content creators and stuff like that put on their own little tournaments that really don't get the turnout um, that a normal WizKids sanctioned event would. Um, but yeah, I think that is it for the podcast. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Team Sealed. So as of right now, it's going to be Wheels of Vengeance. Maybe Newmark will surprise us and it will be Phase 2. Don't know. Uh, it would be really cool if he did because he was able to pull it off last year with Batman Team Up. But we'll go off of Wheels for next week um, for what we think are some of the must-plays of that in that Sealed event and what you should kind of do when team building uh, Dan and Ryan have more of experience with that. I've never been on a team sealed event, so it'll be fun to finally do that this year in Florida, but uh, that is what you can look forward to next week. Um, also we do have our Patreon coming up. I'll probably do it on either Saturday or Sunday of this week, but we do have a white shirt and a black shirt, Scott Porter, along with some other things as prizes for our patrons. So if you want to join that, head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com backslash clicksing it. Um, also, I can't remember if I mentioned this last week, but we will be having a new sponsor starting in 2024. I can't get too much into it, but it's kind of a uh, a big step for us, which I'm happy about. But we gotta, I gotta dot some T's and cross some I's to uh, get it going. But it is almost pretty much a done deal, so I'm very excited for our new sponsor that I'll be able to announce very shortly. Um, but yeah, I hope everyone has a great New Year. I hope everyone has a happy holiday. Thanks, Ryan and Dan, for joining me tonight. Uh, hopefully, Miles will be back next week, and we'll see everyone in Florida. Uh, hunt us down if you want to have a beer with us or something afterwards. But uh, we'll see you next time. And remember, not all superheroes wear capes. Some roll dice. Have a good night.